hey guys. guys. I'm Isis. And I'm Damaris. And welcome back to Relatable Couch. Um, today, we have uh, some really, really great guests joining us, um, all the way from Stafford, Virginia, because our hometowns couldn't be any further away from Orlando. Um, we have Tiffany and Travis from soon, hopefully, um, a future podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hey, how are you guys? Doing good. Good, good, good. Um, so pretty much, um, we just wanted to take some time to just get to know you guys, let, let our small audience know who you are, um, and just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hello, everyone. My name is Tiffany, and I am one portion of the upcoming podcast, Wiretap with the Worthingtons. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm a makeup lover. I love makeup, eyebrows be on fleek, baby hairs be laid and slayed. Um, you can catch me on a Saturday brunching, hookah, mimosas, you know, that's the kind of girl I am. Unfortunately, the times right now isn't allowing that, so being stuck in the house, I'm just going to have to do that from the comfort of my home. Yes. Okay. Hey, guys. My name is Travis. I'm a, I'm a homebody guy. I like, uh, I like a little whiskey, a little stogie, smoke a cigar on the deck, you know. I'm a real loving person. I love people. Um, I'm a very nice guy, very family oriented. Um, I'm not really an outdoorsy type guy. I do like to see my son play outside more than he does play his video game, but I guess that's the new age kid. (laughs) And I'm just a compliment. I'm just a compliment to the wife. She likes mimosas, so I love them. So (laughs) that's how we we roll. That is very adorable. Um, How did you guys meet? each other like you guys have been together for like a long long time yes tell us how long <laughs> we've been together since 2005 no wow. breakups no breaks no nothing we actually met at our hbcu st paul's college in lawrenceville virginia which is probably about a good 45 minutes from petersburg virginia oh wow um, a very small small town very very small like one gas station one McDonald's, one Dollar General, one of everything. Very small. Um, well, it's a funny story how we met. Uh, I was very, very out of, uh, out of pocket. I was, I'm a city boy, so being in this country kind of was a culture shock to me. Oh, Not yeah. seeing big buildings, definitely something I wasn't yeah. used to. So when I seen this pretty brown-skinned girl from the distance, I, I, I was admired by her. I thought she was beautiful. Oh, yes. Yeah, really nice legs. Uh, I ran track. Oh, nice. That's that's the only reason. (laughs) There were a lot of there were a lot of other girls that caught my attention. But to to get in there, their space was kind of easy. It wasn't real difficult to do that. But for some reason, she gave me a real hard time to get in her space. So I, I did all the things that I could possibly do just to break that boundary. And once I did, it was it was over. I mean, he went through my roommate, he went through his roommate, he went through the people that knew me from high school. I mean, oh, wow. he exhausted every resource possible to gain my attention. And he would just stare at me from a distance and just stare, wouldn't say anything, but he would just stare. And I'd just be like, well, he is very odd. Like, why is he staring at me like this? And then my roommate, she was like, he is so cute. He looked like a little LL Cool J. I'm like, absolutely not. He does not <laughs> at all. But, um, I mean, look, look where we are now. 
That's good. At least you give us hope for at least me being single in 28, um, <laughs> that there is something out there. I think that's super beautiful. Um, Thank you. So uh, just to kind of let you guys know, uh, we met through my cousin. Um, she was having one of her infamous Herbalife parties or Friendsgiving or however. Um, mm-hmm. And I think just we vibed over the same type of music. Um, because let's be I real, believe whatever so. whatever playlist they were playing was not like <laughs> vibes at all. Um, so typically that's how how it is that you most of my family parties I'll take over the mic and then you guys were there. Um, so we vibed off of that. Uh, so I thought that was really cool um, how you met. But since you know we've all been stuck in the house and everything, what have you guys done um, just in your everyday or what has changed? Um, not being able to go out or explore or or live normal lives or homeschooling your son yes homeschooling your girl son. That's, that's that's the exact direction i was going <laughs> academy up in here i have bought science books math books reading books language arts books multiplication I, everything he Typically, he's a late sleeper, so he probably doesn't get up till about 11, and then, you know, I have control of his internet, so I have the internet shut off to where he can't watch TV, can't play on his games. He pretty much can't do anything until he completes what I feel is Worthington Academy and all of his assignments for the day. But we were having, you know, extreme difficulties with these things. He would take four and five hours, and by the time Travis got home, like around three, he would still be sitting there doing, you know, trying to complete his work. Right. So one day he calls, uh, or he didn't call, but uh, Travis' mom's calls. And, you know, he had like this total breakdown, like, oh, I don't get a break. I have to do math every single day and I only get Sundays off. Like it was so dramatic, <laughs> so dramatic. And his uh, grandma was like, well, if you finish your homework within, you know, a two-hour span, just knock it out. I'll buy you Robux, Robux, whatever those bucks are that they use for Fortnite. Right. I'll buy you $100 worth. Do you know my son finished his work in like an hour? (laughs) And he lit, no complaints. He came downstairs, made his breakfast, brushed his teeth, washed his face, made up his bed knocked out all of his homework and was so pressed to call his grandmother to let her know like hey where's my coins I like I finished my work uh you know I need I need my skins so he did that for two days straight wow. took her out of a, a good good chunk of money but I'm glad now the school year you know it's technically over but I am going to keep you know reinforcing him at least doing math and reading um, and like his language arts work. So just so he can stay abreast before going into the fourth grade since right. the school year got cut off so abruptly. And to keep my sanity, I pretty much, I try to work out every single morning for 30 minutes or, you know, him and I will go on a jog or a run. He'll ride his bike or scooter. So, you know, I figured if I'm going to be in a house, at least I can work out. I have, you know, I can't go to the gym anymore. So that's pretty much how I've been keeping my sanity. Unfortunately, you know, it's just not too much you can do. Been trying to buy weights for weeks now and no weights in sight. So oh, yeah, it's hard. It's it's been incredibly crazy. I, I completely understand that. I even give it to like now for teachers because I can there's been so many parents that are have been at a loss 
Um, right. Granted, you obviously have it together, which is awesome, but it's still hard work. You just have to like, it's not only hard, but also be mom. That's hard. Well, the thing is that, you know, you're teaching these kids math that you haven't thought about in years. Right. And you have to kind of learn to do it all over again, which I think is difficult for anyone. And the math they do today, of course, it's still the same, but the way they do it is like, what are, why isn't it just straight math? Just add and subtract. Y'all taking 60, making it 60, take away 10. It's just so confusing. But I mean, I get their logic on the reasoning why they're trying to teach them different methods to coming to the same answer. Yeah. But just like, I wasn't taught like this. I just need right. to learn just, just straight math, son, just straight math. He, he adjusted pretty well. It was a little rough in the beginning, but we got through it. That's really, and, that's good. Well, I'm glad. How about you? What have you been doing to keep yourself uh, entertained, uh, Travis? Um, well, work hasn't stopped for me, so I, I've been going to work still, unfortunately. Uh, but, when I, but when I am home, we had expedited deck furniture. Uh, that's oh, been nice. the best for me. I've been, I've been literally cooking out on my grill and sitting on the deck enjoying some good whiskey. And that's been my oasis since this whole thing started. And she, he gave me the green light to get the deck furniture. Uh, so we did that. And now I enjoy the deck literally every day now. And it's Plus like the weather's getting people, nice too. Getting yeah, I'm getting it together. So I enjoy <laughs> that. That is freaking awesome. Well, just briefly, as you know, we've been in a huge pandemic. But I did want to take just a few minutes to touch on what's going on and what, uh, I guess, advice you guys have for people who aren't Black. As we all know, our police system has been fucked for 300 years. That's the reality of the situation. And 100%, the only way to start up is to start over. Is to start over. But what advice do you think you have just for anyone who is not Black but can support what's going on um, because to be honest with you I don't think whether you're white black brown green. Asian green you should be silent um, this is a fight that's it's us as humans against a system it's not us against the police um, so just briefly how do you feel and what advice do you have for people like us that are wanting to help but may not necessarily always know the right answer or the right approach um, well, fortunately, I am myself in law enforcement, so I do battle this this uh, situation mentally daily. Um, how I feel, I feel as though that we're not heard. A lot of uh, black people in uh, different communities, rather they're mine, rather they're in an uh, urban community where it's mostly black, predominantly black. But in a mixed community, I feel like our voices just isn't heard to the to those in higher power. I feel like they they only see the negative light that bring that that the, this uh, conversations that come along with, with being black, but they don't actually hear us when we're speaking in regards to uh, police brutality. I just feel like the advice that I can give to you guys is when things like this happen, don't don't wait until things like this happen to be in our corner. Always be in our corner. Always you know, have open arms, be, be humans. You know what I'm saying? If you see somebody hurt, you see somebody having trouble with, with anything, just reach out a helping hand. That, that always makes people feel better in their day-to-day -day lives. Um, but what happened in, in Minnesota is definitely heartbreaking to watch. Oh, yeah. I watched it one time. I couldn't continue to watch it. It was something that I, I've never seen before. 
And I just feel like with, with law enforcement, the training is, I can't really blame the training, you know, because I've been through the training. Um, it's not, it's, it's, they never train us to put people in harm's way. They always train us to be first responders, to, to keep people safe and to try to make people feel like they're safe when we arrive on scene, not to be scared of us. But uh, yeah, just always be there for us whenever we need a helping hand, just like we'll be there for anybody else that's not black and lending help. Right. Um, I think you hit a good point right there when you said it that, you know, we're always willing to give a helping hand. I know I saw there's so many videos out currently, and it was a video where an officer somehow ended up by himself and not with his unit. And you see, you know, black men pretty much protecting him from the rest of the protesters. And I feel like that says a lot about us as the black community, even though we're being oppressed, we're still, when we're down, willing to help the next person, right. willing to help the oppressor. And I know people always say, well, you know, all lives matter. We understand all lives matter, but all lives aren't being directly affected by the things that are happening today. Okay. That, I think that's the, I don't understand, I don't, I don't understand how that just can't be, you know, like how someone can't comprehend that. Right. If one house is on fire, the fire department is going to come bring out that house, not spray all the other houses. All the other houses aren't being affected. They down the street. Exactly. So why are we going to spray all we're work focusing on this one house that is burning in flames. And I feel like our people, you know, we're, we're just crying out. You know, back in the day, you had the KKK burning down houses, burning down schools, burning down churches, just running amok with no consequence. Right. You know, you have, um, I know I've, his first name is Dylan, can't remember his last name, but the gentleman that shot up, you know, the church, and Dylan Roof, that shot up the church, yeah. he left with a daggone bulletproof vest and burger cane. Whereas we get stopped on the side of the street and you don't know if we're going to live or not. Right. I, just, right. I feel like by you not saying anything and just trying to brush it under the rug or be indirect, you, you are a part of the problem. And I, you know, I with that with a lot of people that, you know, I associate with by you not saying anything, that's a part of the problem. Right. And, you know, I understand there are good cops out there. I understand that. But it, it doesn't matter if it's a thousand good cops and only, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand bad cops and only 10 good cops. All you, you guys are one. You're one unit. So you're a reflection of each other. Right. I just, I feel like we, no matter what, we have a long way to go because organizations, corporations, when you look at it, they scream diversity and inclusion, but they don't really want it. They just kind of wanted to shut us up, but they don't really want it. You know, you have these Fortune 500 companies and their whole board of directors are, you know, white men, white women. Yeah. And, you know, I see it daily with my organization. There's no diversity at all. And it's, it's very disheartening because it's like, not only do we always feel like we got to work 10 times as harder to be just as good. But, you know, it's like you're, you're running a race in the mud and you're just not getting anywhere. So I just want people just to understand that, yes, we are, we are one. We're one human race. You don't have to feel threatened by my blackness. You don't have to be, feel threatened for me being 
a strong black woman or, or my husband being a strong black man. That shouldn't be something to threaten you. You know what I mean? Right. Not every black person is, you know, trying to steal from you or whatever the case may be. You know, we, at the end of the day, we're literally just trying to survive. And me having a little black son that I'm raising you know, I want him to be able to live a full life and not have to worry about, you know, when I, if I ever get pulled over, make sure, you know, I already have my registration out, my hands on the wheel, the windows, all the windows down so they can't, you know, think I'm reaching for anything. So I, I think just make sure you speak up. If you see racism, you have a family that's racist, just speak up. Don't be silent because when, you, when you're silent, you're a part of the problem and it's just going to con- keep continuing. And I appreciate you guys touching on this. Oh yeah, no, uh, thank you. And for even just educating us because I, like as a person, I feel, once again, I am not black. I'm darker skin, I'm not black. So I, I've i only seen 0.3% of I, what I can imagine you guys go through. Um, so I, just in any platform that we can, I know that we're both here um, and we are 100, we don't agree um, with it. But thank you for sharing. And uh, 100%, I do agree. Um, on our Instagram, we will leave links of where you can donate. There are bail bombs that you can donate to. There are um, just people in, in need and organizations that you can donate to. And we'll make sure that on our part, we'll have all those links available to you guys. So you can donate if you do not feel strong enough or nervous yeah nervous are brave enough to go out there and protest because it is scary for people to have tear gas and stuff um as well okay perfect um so i don't like i said i want to segue too much and i know it's Mm -hmm. it's a hard time but we do want to get back into our uh story today um of the day and for that i think it would be a great treat if uh you guys just shared a cute little story about what um your married life is whether it's about yourselves or anything that you wanted to share with us today um we are all ears all right you want to start or you want me to start i'll start i'll give no i'll give my version so (laughs) we've been going back and forth with this since you guys have access to come on. Um, and I think our surprisingly or ironically, our wedding day was probably the shit show that didn't happen. It, <laughs> it, it started off very, very, very rough. So wake up wedding day. You know, it's a little bit we met um and sidebar we got married in Dominican Republic. We had a destination wedding. Um woke up that morning I had to retrieve the money for our photographer and videographer mm-hmm. so woke up that morning it was cloudy outside and I'm like cloudy it's supposed to, you know supposed to be sunshine everything's supposed to be good so already I'm like okay I'm a little nervous it's looking like it's gonna rain so I'm like okay that's neither here there wake up start getting myself together and I'm like okay I have to go to like their currency exchange to get the money out for the uh, photographer so I go get the money out and for whatever reason, like the account is frozen. Oh, wow. So I'm like automatically in complete panic mode. I'm like, okay, I have to get out this money for this photographer. I have to give it to them when they get here. They're going to be here in about 30 minutes. Like, what am I supposed to do? I didn't bring any cash. I don't have any, you know, extra money. So I went back. I, I told my mom. She really couldn't do anything to help me. So I'm like, at this point, like I'm in tears. Next thing you know, boom it starts 
thundering, raining outside, pouring down. And I'm just looking like, are you serious? Like, we've been here for a week, and the day we're getting married, now you want to start raining. When I say it is pouring and thundering outside, I'm like in tears. I'm frustrated because I can't get this money out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Now I'm not going to have a photographer. And so one of my girlfriends, um, her bridesmaids, like I gave them all nicknames, and her nickname was Pepe, which means boss. Right. So she's like, don't worry about it. Use my credit card. You can just, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get back home. So I'm like, thank God. Cause you know, I didn't bring any extra cards with me cause I had everything, you know, set already for when we arrived there and already took out the cash. So luckily she was able to, or, and, and in the midst of that, I called Travis and I'm like, babe, I'm like, in tears. I'm like, I can't get the money out. I don't know what I'm going to do. So he's like asking his mom, he were like trying to ask the guests, but they're like, bro, we don't got an extra, you know, couple of thousands for this. <laughs> and so he, he ended up never calling me back. So I'm like pissed off at him. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You're like, you just left me hanging. So my girlfriend, Hefe, she ends up taking me we handle everything we're able to take the money out I'm like okay mind you during this time it's still pouring down raining so now I'm just like distraught like it's raining we didn't really have a backup plan as to where we were getting married at because we were getting married like outside in a gazebo by the beach oh wow I'm panicking I'm just like okay whatever I start getting dressed in the midst of all of my what I felt was drama Travis has a completely different issue going on in his world so the night before the wedding, I have a somewhat of a bachelor, a bachelor night. Okay. Uh, we having a good time, good conversation. I'm talking to an older gentleman who, who's been married for years and pulling wisdom from him. I'm talking to a younger guy who's planning on getting married. I'm spitting wisdom to him. Everything is going perfect. And out of nowhere, I want to say about maybe midnight, my stomach just felt, I just felt this severe pain in my stomach. Oh, my head started hurting. My body's aching. I'm like, yo, what is going on? I shut the bachelor party down. I'm like, everybody got to leave. I, I, I got to get my life together. All night, man, I'm using the bathroom. It's coming out both ends. I'm sweating. My body's aching. I'm, I'm literally like, oh, my goodness, this can't be life. So I'm like, maybe if, maybe if I sleep this thing off, I'll feel better. People banging on the door, so I can't really sleep because they want to continue to enjoy the night. I had all the alcohol in my room. Think, I don't know how that happened, but so now people banging on the door. They asking me, they're like, man, you just nervous. You'll be okay. I'm like, nah, my body's killing me, man. This is not cool. Long story short, I wake up the next day. I feel even worse. I look outside. It's pouring down rain. I'm like, yo, this day can't be, this day can't get any worse. I feel sick. He calls and she says, what, I, I can't get the money out. And the reason that I was so short with her because I was dying over there. She had no idea. Um, my cousin, uh, on the midst of all of that, I look in the closet. My, my wedding shirt has a big brown stain on the collar. So now I'm like, man, this is terrible. Wow. So my cousin Tony come in the room. He's an older guy. He says, hey, man, I'm going to go get your mom. She can take care of you. I'm like, can't nobody fix me that fast. <laughs> the wedding is in a couple hours, and I'm feeling like this is, this is the worst I've ever felt. And with, with the pad in DR, I had a right, right, right after my cousin Tony leaves to go get my mom, the butler comes in. He says, anything you need from me, I'm like, I got a brown stain on my shirt. I know you're not going to be able to get it out completely, but can you please try your best? He's like, I'll see what I can do. He takes the shirt, he leaves. 
My cousin's home, come back with my mom. She looks at me. She doesn't bat an eye. She gives me Pepto-Bismol. All these different home remedies she gave me. Ginger ale. Ginger ale. All these different things, man. I say in 30 minutes, I snapped back. I was back to normal 100%. Oh, yes. Now, I'm getting everything together, and I realize, like, yo, I don't have my shirt. The brother's taking forever. He finally comes back. I'm saying, like, man, please at least get some of it off. When I look at it, my shirt was newer than it ever been before. Oof. I look outside, the sun is beaming. I'm like, wow, everything turned out to be perfect. I couldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Everything turned out perfect. Like, it was like, out of nowhere, the clouds just separated, the sun came out. I was just like, oh my God. Like, what, what are the chances? I was like, I guess that means good luck. They always say rain um, means good luck when you get married. So I was like, well, maybe that was our good luck for today because out of nowhere, it stopped raining. The sun came out. Only issue after that, it was just humid and hot. Oh, yeah. Humid and hot. But everything just turned out perfectly, like perfect. That's awesome. That goes to freaking show you. Like, I guess <laughs> right. God put you through a battle. Woo, you just one last time before you, you right. tied the knot and, and came mm-hmm. here. And how long has it been since that day? Uh, we'll, we'll be married for four years in December. Oh, that's amazing. Four that's years in amazing. December, but together since, like I said, since 2005. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. It was definitely a test. They were testing out to see, do you really want to, you think you can survive this? <laughs> do you, you this? really want to get married? <laughs> yes. That sounds like sure? a definite test. That mm-hmm. sounds like a definite test. Um, and that's a beautiful story, by the way. Um, but just uh, to kind of segue into our last little section, um, what advice you guys have been together now you said since 2005 so that's 15 years mm-hmm. what advice would you give someone that is in a relationship and just wants to keep going on to, to get a, to battle? a very lasting relationship so i think what we've learned most importantly and i know it sounds so cliche but it's something that is so important, but I feel like a lot of couples lack genuine communication. Communication is so important. And not only is it important to communicate, it's important to receive what you're being told and then making the proper adjustments for the sake of your partner. I think that has been the most vital thing in a marriage because community it touches on so many different levels like I know people always say sex is so important in marriage once you get married you lose sex not saying that that's not true but if you have a spouse that's communicating like hey I need x y and z and you're hearing it but you're not really receiving it then you're opening a can of worms of whatever else to happen because it's not like your partner didn't communicate to you what they needed or what they were wanting, you just heard it and refused to receive it and make those proper changes. Right. I, I, I think communication is very, very important. And early on, you have to be authentic and real, even if it hurts. And we've had a lot of very hurtful conversations, not trying to like hurt each other, but conversations like ripping off that bandaid, trying, really trying to get to the to the bottom of it. And that's so important. If you can't communicate and be honest with your partner, then who else are you going to do that with? 
Your, your girlfriend ain't going to help you. Your girlfriend's not going to solve the issue. Your homeboy ain't going to solve the issue. Most likely, they're going to give you some bad advice. So it's important to have very good communication within your marriage or relationship. Um, to, to segue off what she said, it's very important to have communication, of course. Um, but you, another thing you have to do is what I realize what people do. You have to keep others out of your uh, relationship. You have to keep you have to keep the advice of others real slim in your relationship because people tend to listen to somebody who's been in a similar relationship or a similar situation and they inherit that into their relationship. Um, I feel like each relationship will be battle tested. In order for you to come through that battle, you guys got to kind of have a a plan, and with that plan comes communication. There's a lot of times me and Tiffany been battle been been in a battle, and we held back our communication, and that battle became something small to something big until about maybe 2015 when we said, you know what, we're going to rip the band-aids off. We're going we to get it done. We're going to go through this battle with with, with uh, no hose bars. We're just going to give it all up. We had a nice, what I want to say, maybe three-hour conversation. The conversation hurt. There was a lot of things that I didn't know that she felt, a lot of things she didn't know that I felt. We kind of, after the conversation we had, we kind of, got quiet for a minute but we realized like if you had all that in you and I've been living with you and you've been you've been the love of my life and I had no idea I feel some type of way about that so any battle we face now before we get into it we make sure we sit down come up with a plan and we 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 we, we knock that door now and I also think it's important when you speak to one another you don't speak from a place of anger or when something has just occurred and you know your frustration and your anger is at the very tip top because you know you say a lot of things that you don't mean but a person will never forget how you made them feel in that moment so it's important to you know just take a minute get your thoughts together and then come back to the conversation when you both are on a, a neutral playing field and you're not just talking from emotions but you know you've you've had time to settle in your feelings Right. Now, don't awesome. think that. Don't think that we're per. We're definitely still not perfect. We still have our, our head, our head butts every now and again. But the, but the one thing that we do do is we communicate. And 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 you guys might not believe it, but I'm probably the one that communicates the most. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I think our last little little tip chat, I, I was in tears because I mean it wasn't nothing major, but I was just like, damn, like you ain't had to be that rude about it, like. Okay, but it, it's important because now I know whatever that issue was, I know how to approach situations like that moving forward to not make him feel a certain way or not, you know, put myself in a position where, you know, I feel uncomfortable. So talk, talk to your partners, y'all. Men, please talk to your partners, okay? It's okay. It's, she going to be all right. It's, <laughs> do not be telling their wives the truth. Just tell them the truth. It's okay. Y'all married. She ain't gonna go but so far. She might go downstairs. She might go try to, you know, bake some cookies out of frustration and probably burn them. But please, open your mouth and talk. Closed mouths do not get fed. It is important to talk. Every aspect of talking. I can't, I can't stress, stress that enough. Just talk. Women listen and receive. We don't be listening and we don't be receiving. We hear what we want to hear. Listen and receive. Because if you're not listening and receiving, trust me, his, his work wife, she listening. And that's, 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 that leaves that little bit of crack of opportunity because he's been telling you over and over and over again, but you're not listening. 
But work life, she listening. She she trying to slither on in. You gotta have good communication and receiving of what is being told. That is awesome. You're gonna say something. Yeah, I was going to ask um, because statistically, so they say women like to talk, men don't really like to talk. So my question is actually for you, Travis. What advice could you give to men who are having a hard time communicating to their partner, um, having a hard time sharing those feelings? Because what I often find in most scenarios is that they don't want to make a big deal out of something small and then it turns into something bigger when it actually rears its head. So what advice could you give to someone who's just having a hard time just expressing themselves in general about things that are making them potentially unhappy or communicating what they need? That's a great question because a lot of us do do that. Uh, One thing that men have is pride. We got a lot of it. Uh, We feel like we always have to take charge of the situation and that comes with pride as well. So my advice to guys is, if you really truly love a, a, a lady and you want to take it to that next step, you got to put your pride aside. I'm not telling you to tell her every, every last thing that you think and everything that you're going through, but when you're going through something that, that, effective, that's, that, that affects both of you and could possibly affect you for days and weeks at a time, I feel like it's necessary for you to sit in your man cave, play a game, and think about, and think about how you can respectfully address the situation to your spouse because don't don't address it upset don't say things that could be hurtful because those things can linger on in the, in the uh, female as well say uh get your thoughts together have a drink or so uh and and talk to your talk to your lady um you've got to put your pride aside it's important that 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 keeps the longevity of relationship going um and it's, it's important to invest and, and the one female, because like I said, with us, we're no longer just husband and wife. We're, we're literally a team. Like when we put our minds to it, we get it done. I can't do that with somebody who I'm not being, I'm not communicating, I'm not communicating with, or I'm, or I'm cheating on, or I'm doing all these different things. I'm not giving her all my time. So right now our mindset is on this podcast. It wasn't my idea. It was hers. But like I said before, whatever she wants, I'm down for it hundred percent. That's, so that's my advice to guys. Put your pride aside. And if you really love her, sit down and think about your thoughts and, 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 and express them to them as best as you can. It, 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 will, it will pay off in the long run. That is amazing. Amazing advice. It definitely is. Thank you so much, guys, for all of the advice and, of course, your lovely stories. Well, we just want to hear, I know you guys mentioned a podcast. Um, when can we find it? Well, first of all, when, where can we find you? Um, where can we find this future podcast? When can we expect it? So Travis isn't really social media savvy, friendly. Maybe. He pretty much does. He only has a Facebook and he... <laughs> Pretty much only speaks the family on there. But me, I'm more of the social media is person. Um, my Instagram is Tiffany Joy, uh, T I F F A N Y J Zero Y Y Y. Our podcast is called Wiretap with the Worthingtons. We are hoping to have our first episode series drop within the next month or so. Um, it'll be focusing on marriage, relationships, 
um, you know, cultural events, all of those things tied into one. We're very excited about it. And you can find that on Instagram at wiretap pod, I believe it is. And Trev, he just has a, a Facebook, just his name, Travis Wardenson. I guarantee <laughs> he, you by the end of this year, Travis will have an Instagram along. I hope so. Yes, because oh let me tell you, if, if you guys are talking snippets of, of today, oh, it's going to be successful, 100%. Oh, thank you. Thank yes, you. Instagram is wiretap podcast. So I'm hoping we'll have our first series episode within the next month or so, just working out, you know, the kinks and whatnot. And we're excited about it. I'm glad I got them on board. That's awesome. Um, well, once again, thank you so much, um, I guess, for joining us. Anything else that you wanted to add? No, I am so overjoyed that you guys were able to come over and spend some time with us and give us amazing stories and advice like I mentioned earlier and you've given us something great to look forward to with your podcast so that's super exciting definitely definitely and just in case just so you guys don't forget um, please follow us on Instagram at relatable underscore couch also on TikTok if you have any different stories that you want to send to us send it to relatablecouchpodcast at gmo.com. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe on all apps where podcasts can be found. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.